it's okay to be tired of change, instability and uncertainty. Okay to feel weary of resilience and wholeness, all these opportunities for learning and growth. When you've had enough, it's okay to yearn simply for rest. It's okay to be tetchy, confused, afraid and dissatisfied. All those ordinary human sort of ways of being that we are. Let this morning be a reminder that you are loved and precious. Let the solidarity of our time together soothe what is restless in you. May you be comforted in knowing that whatever you're feeling, today and any other day, you're not alone. You are never alone. These opening words, based on some words by Unitarian Universalist Minister Sharon Wiley, welcome all those who are gathered on Zoom this morning to take part in our Sunday service. Welcome to regular members of the congregation, to any friends and visitors who might be with us today, also anyone who might be listening to the podcast or watching on the YouTube channel at a later date. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Jane Blackall and I'm Ministry Coordinator with Kensington Unitarians. If anyone's here for the first time today, especially welcome here, glad to have you with us. Hope you find something of what you need this morning. Please do hang around afterwards for a chat or drop us an email to say hello if you'd like to introduce yourself. You might want to try coming to one of our small group gatherings to get to know us better. Of course, if you're a regular here, thanks for all you do to welcome all those who come, because we all have got a part to play in co-creating this sacred space and this beloved community. As we always say, feel free to do what you need to do to be comfortable this hour. It's lovely to see your faces, but it's fine to keep your camera off. There will be opportunities to join in, but they are invitations, not obligations. This morning, I am particularly delighted to welcome my colleague and chum, Michael Allurid, who's from our Golders Green congregation. He'll be co-leading our service and giving the sermon today. His theme is never the same again. It's nearly two years now since COVID first hit our shores and perhaps a good time to reflect on some of the dramatic changes the pandemic has brought to our society and its lasting impact. Michael will explore how we as people on a spiritual journey can draw on our free faith to meet changes in life with courage and vision knowing that things will never be quite the same again. Before we go any further though, I'm gonna do what we do each time we gather, I'm gonna light our chalice, a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over, and which reminds us of the proudly progressive historic religious tradition of which this gathering is part. In honour of the bold, those that hold the vision with clarity and move forward with optimism, even in the face of others' doubts, you are our lamplighters and our guides. May we never forget the courage it takes to lead the way forward. In honour of the cautious, those that gather the information needed to navigate the tumultuous waters of change, you are the map makers and the preparers of the stores. May we appreciate your attention to the details that keep us on course. In honor of the doubters, those that may fear the changing tides of a turbulent world, you are our anchors. You remind us of where we've been and where we are as a community now. May we relish your commitment to our history and your passion for who we have become. In honour of the dreamers, those that imagine what we can be to and in this world. You are the wind that blows the sails of change, pushing us ever forward to realise our mission. May we revel always in your whimsy and hope that dares us to never stop becoming. May the work we do together strengthen our community and our world. May we heed the call to always hold the vision of the free church ever in our sight, to work towards justice, 
together we wield a powerful spirit that is strengthened by the gifts of us all. So let's take those joys and concerns, spoken and unspoken. Let's take them into an extended time of prayer and reflection now. Let's hold them in a spirit of loving kindness. But first, let's do whatever we need to do to get into the right state of body and mind to pray together. There might be a, a posture that feels more prayerful to you. You might want to close your eyes, adjust your position, soften your gaze, maybe look at the chalice flame. Let's do what we need to do to be fully present with ourselves, each other, and that which is within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. As we turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is, we tune into your holy presence, the light within and without. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the very centre of our being. In these days when we are haunted by the images of war in Ukraine, when so much of our world is groaning with fatigue and injustice, Global instability seems to threaten so much we hold dear. We're invited to turn to God and to one another, to turn to the deepest reality that we know, the oneness at the heart of all. We are not meant to carry the struggles of this world alone. So in a spirit of collective embrace this morning, May we share in prayer all that troubles our hearts. For all of the bodies in suffering, the sick and the injured, deprived of resources, withheld from care, and made into targets of violence, hear our prayers. For all whose spirits are in despair, troubled and tormented, facing loss or grief, loneliness or isolation, for all those struggling to accept their own worth. Hear our prayers. For all of the ways in which power is wielded unjustly, for those living under oppressive regimes, and for the temptation to look away or be complicit in such injustice. For the ways your name, God, is used as a weapon instead of a tool for healing and liberation. Hear our prayers. In a few moments of shared stillness, let us call to mind those sufferings and struggles that weigh heavy on our hearts this day. And let us hold them gently in the light of love that larger love that holds us all. Just as we are not meant to shoulder the world's pain alone, we are equally meant to delight with each other in the joys that sustain us. For the beauty and creative love that grows around us and within, we give thanks. For the gifts of sharing and relationships that transform and sustain us, we give thanks. 
for art and music and stories and truths that foster love and connection. We give thanks. For every source of courage in the face of all that makes us afraid. We give thanks. And in a few more moments of stillness, let us call to mind some of the many gifts we've been given in this week just gone. And let's inwardly treasure those blessings, large or small, with gratitude. For your presence within and around us through all our highs and lows, God, we give thanks. Hear our prayers and deepen our willingness to show up for one another, sharing in each other's burdens and working for each other's protection and care. Spirit of life, God of all love, as this time of prayer comes to a close, we offer up our joys and concerns, our beauty and our brokenness our hopes and our fears, and we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward now to the coming week, help us to live well each day and be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen. Time for us to sing together. Our first hymn today is Song of Peace. It's a beautiful and poignant hymn and with the people of Ukraine in our hearts it seemed fitting to sing it together this morning. The words will be on our screen so you can sing along. You might prefer just to listen and reflect on the beautiful words and I'll do my best to make sure we're all muted so no one will hear your singing. In spring 2020, a poem titled Pandemic by the Unitarian Universalist Minister Lynn Unger 
was shared widely on social media, got well beyond Unitarian circles, but it was also read in many Unitarian circles around the world. A few months later, she published a whole collection titled These Days, Poetry for the Pandemic Age. And we're going to hear two poems from that book now, which dared to imagine the lasting change that might be possible as we come out of the pandemic. Imagine by Lynn Unger. Imagine with me for a moment. Don't worry, I'm not saying it's real. Imagine, if you can, that there has been not a calamity, but a great awakening. Pretend just for a moment that we all so loved our threatened earth, that we stopped going on cruises, limited international flights, worked on cherishing the places where we already are. In this pretty fantasy, everyone who possibly can stops commuting, spends the extra time with their kids or pets or garden. We have the revelation that everyone needs healthcare, sick leave, steady work. It occurs to us that healthcare workers are heroes, also teachers and scientists, not to mention the artists, of all kinds, who teach us resilience and joy. Imagine, if you will, that we turned to our neighbours in mutual aid, trading eggs for milk, checking in on those who are elderly or alone. Imagine if each of us felt suddenly called to wonder. In this moment, what does the world need from me? What are my gifts? Yes, I know that it's just a fantasy. The world could never change so radically overnight. But imagine. Afterwards, by Lynn Unger. She told her granddaughter the whole harrowing story, glossing over nothing. Not just the lives lost and the jobs, but also how it seemed like the world went dim when they lost dancing and singing, when the theatres and stadiums and concert halls closed down, when the school playgrounds went silent. But we never forgot, she assured the girl, what a hug feels like. We never stopped wanting that. But grandma, the girl asked, how did you do it? How did you make it through? It wasn't easy, the woman replied, but at some point we decided we were more attached to living than to our old ideas about the way things were supposed to be. Thanks, Patricia, and thanks, Michael. We're moving now into a time of meditation. And meditation words today by Laura Mancuso are a series of commitments to our own self-care in times of change and upheaval, something that many of us might benefit from at this time when news is so troubling. These words will be followed by a few minutes of shared stillness during which we'll have our virtual chalice on the screen and the silence will end with some music from Peter and Benji with some restful blue sky images. 
So again, let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable, have a wiggle if you need, maybe put your feet flat on the floor to ground and steady yourself. Again, maybe close your eyes. As I always like to say, these words and images and music are just an offering. Feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way. So as I share each of these commitments to self-care from Laura Mancuso, I invite you to take them in, perhaps repeat them in lovely to yourself. I take care of myself first because I am deserving of exquisite care. I take care of myself to maintain the capacity to help others. I attend to the needs of my body. I move and stretch every day. I spend time outdoors, in nature, attuning my senses to the earth's wisdom. I ration my daily exposure to the news and I'm discerning about credible sources of information. I protect myself from being overwhelmed by disturbing reports. I pace myself. I sit with the reality of uncertainty and impermanence and allow it to temper my desire for control. I listen to others' reactions, which may be different from mine, with equanimity. I forgive myself and others when stress brings out our shadow selves. I feel fear fully when I am fearful. I experience sadness fully when I am sad. I allow anger fully when I am angry. I relish joy fully when I am joyful. I seek out healthy pleasures and indulge in them without guilt. I remind myself that feelings are transient states that move through me. They do not last and they do not define me, nor do my thoughts. I balance the urge for self-improvement with compassionate acceptance of myself as I am today. I initiate contact with loved ones near and far to let them know I hold them in my heart. I seek out with increased sensitivity those who are the most vulnerable. If possible, I share my resources with those who need help to survive. I move away from people, situations and experiences that do not serve the highest good. I strengthen my connection to sources of spiritual strength so that I may be replenished. I acknowledge the nearness of death as a spur for living a full life. I grieve my losses and celebrate my successes 
and I pray for the suffering of all beings to cease.
the Greek philosopher Heraclitus, who lived from 535 before the Common Era to 475 BCE, wrote this about what we can expect from life. No one ever steps into the same river twice, for it's not the same river and you're not the same person. In other words, our lives are always changing. The world we inhabit is always changing and time goes on, even though on the surface, life seems pretty much to have an old familiarity about it. Or to put it another way, we may be recognizable as the same Jane or Michael compared to seven to 10 years ago, but we have in fact completely acquired a new set of skin cells. And that's the change in life for all of us. Learning to accept that time and events do run on and changes do happen, whether we want them or not. They happen to the world, to the countries and communities to which we belong, they be happen, they happen to us. For many during the last two years, a whole world has been turned upside down. Dreams have been shattered and the war waged on COVID-19 has been at a huge financial and emotional cost to us all. We grieve for the people and the rituals we cared for and still love and miss. We may feel afraid, lost, even angry. We can be sure that changes are constantly happening, happening to us and to the secular and religious communities to which we are interconnected, including for our beloved community of Kensington Unitarians. So let us take a moment to reflect on what has changed for our beloved community of Kensington Unitarians. Since the pandemic arrived on our shores in 2020, Sarah Tinker, your former minister has retired. Jenny, your caretaker has moved on. Committee changes have happened. My chum, Jane, has become the Reverend Dr. Jane Blackall. We discovered worship through Zoom and the phenomenon of hybrid services. We have with varying degrees of ease adapted to wearing masks in certain settings. Along with Golders Green Unitarians, my home congregation, your monthly newsletter is hibernating and there aren't the resources we once had to draw on. As we emerge from the depth of pandemic living, many of the reference points for our community do nevertheless remain bringing the comfort of a familiar blanket, the look and smell of the worship space, the kitchen, the social coffee hour. Other old friends like heart and soul gatherings 
they also remain. And yet, and yet there is change. Though its format is reassuringly familiar, heart and soul online has taken on a new lease of life. The experience of course is quite different to when we sat in a circle in the library. For some of us, the switch to sharing deep matters of the heart with each other through the screen might have felt a little odd at first. But now, now that heart and soul has been an online feature of Unitarian life every Friday and Saturday and Sunday for a hundred weeks. The Ministry of Jane and Kensington Unitarians has spread hope. Let's take a moment to reflect on that achievement. It has brought comfort to the wider world and the hearts of spiritual seekers across the country. Those who had previously known nothing of Kensington Unitarians or this cont contemplative space, space to connect souls. The radio waves are the same, but the radio has been changed. Do we hear the echo of Heraclitus? No one ever steps in the same river twice, for it is not the same river and you are not the same person. It's true that we have more control over the changes in our lives, more control over them than we have with changes in the wider world. There are some moments when there are changes in our lives that really are so seismic that life will never be the same again. But isn't that, after all, what life is about? The cycles of birth and death are the bookends within which the unfolding story of our living happens. The joys and agonies, the tears and laughter, the failures and successes, the fear and the courage, the hate and the love. We have a human need to search for meaning and purpose and above all, the comfort of stability and familiarity. We now begin to struggle with a new uncertainty though. We now are faced with the dangers caused by the invasion of Ukraine. And yet we may feel that we are still beginning only now to come to terms with what this global pandemic has already done to force change on us. Where do we go from here? with the pandemic and this new uncertainty for the world? Well, a question occurred to me. What can we do as individuals to soothe our fears and take action for our future and the world? A reasonable question, you might think, and yet for me, there's something missing. 
that something is the purpose, the hope, the vision to which Unitarian Universalist values call me, and I hope you, to be the ripples of change whenever and however that is possible. So the question becomes, what difference does living as a Unitarian make to my life? And what does that mean for how I live in the world? How can I dedicate my life to being the embodiment of the values in all of my thinking, all of my doing, the whole of my being, those Unitarian values that are so familiar to us. Alas, there are no ready-made answers. It's been said, it's been said of Unitarians that we should learn to love the questions so that we can live into the answers. In other words, life and faith and struggle and commitment are hard, really hard. It takes courage, vision, commitment to search for the answers. And it, it's not a solitary road either, even though there will be times when we shall need to walk alone. But for most part, living our Unitarian faith is something that we need to do together. We need to do it together to give ourselves, but also each other, the strength to take that next step, to be brave, to carry on along the rocky road. If we hold to the ethic that we are part of an interdependent web, we must make that pilgrimage of spiritual growth and discovery with and through others. And here I want to use the word mission. Now this has not been a word much used by Unitarians. Its associations with forced conversions to Christianity do not sit well with the value of building according to reason and conscience our beliefs. Yet I find it a helpful way to convey what being a Unitarian means for me. I hope that you do too. There is no denying that there are unspeakable cruelty and injustice in the world. Our planet and its inhabitants today are suffering. Do we despair or slowly and quietly with determination, courage and compassion begin in the smallest of ways to plant seeds of hope and wholeness? What is it my mission to do for the world today, as well as for myself. I am, wrote the American Unitarian minister, Edward Everett Hale, only one, but I am still one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something that I can do. 
So when fear of change may urge us to run away because it seems nothing will be the same again, let us remember. Let us remember Lynn Unger's imagining, if we dare. Imagine, if you can, that there has been not a calamity, but an awakening. Imagine, if you can, there has not been a calamity, but an awakening. The world keeps turning and we must turn with it to survive and grow. We gather here to make sense of that turning, to gain strength from each other and from that source of being and purpose, which some of us call God. We seek out the warmth of spiritual seekers with whom to endure the ugliness of inhumanity, as well as to search for its beauty. When we sense ourselves resisting change, let us take a moment to gather breath and be still. In the stillness, let us dare to imagine a community we are part of. Let us imagine the world transfigured by human solidarity and our shared efforts. You might even want to meditate on Jacob Trapp's hymn of Utopia on Earth that we sang earlier a utopia where we envision that ideal world where we are made one and understood. Could such a vision be achieved? If we can imagine it can be achieved, then is it not possible? If it is, we must not only love the question, we have a duty to live ourselves into the answers. If it is possible and we do live into the answers, there is a chance our world really could, in an ideal way, never be the same again. Amen. And now we shall have another hymn, a world transfigured, a human, a, a hymn of hope and aspiration for a better future. This is a recording of the Kensington Unitarian Congregation from a few years ago. So there may be some coughing or rustling we don't mind that. As always, do sing along at home or simply listen if you'd rather. Let us hear the words, sing them, take them in, live them.
just a few announcements then. Thanks again to Michael for co-leading today, to Patricia for reading, Peter and Benji for our music, and John for co-hosting. We'll have virtual coffee time after the service if you want to stay and chat. Or you can get in touch via email to say hello. If you can bear, around, bear to hang around, we'd like to take a group photo after the closing music. Our online programme continues. We've got coffee morning on Tuesday at half ten. Still a few spaces available for Heart and Soul tonight or Friday on the theme of peace. Next Sunday, we'll be back on Zoom when Brighton Unitarians will be joining us for worship. Um, and this congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings. We do encourage you to keep in touch during the week and look out for each other as best you can. If you want to save the date, our next hybrid services will be on the 13th of March and the 17th of April. The latter of those two is uh, Easter Sunday. I'm hoping there'll be another getting to know you walk after each of those. We have now, hooray, finally got the hybrid system fully up and running. So we're about to start training up all the extra tech hosts we're going to need. The hope is that we'll be doing hybrid twice a month from May and we'll take it from there. So if there's anyone here today who is technically adept with an ability to focus and an attention to detail, who might be willing and able to get trained up and join the rota for hosting our tech, let me know. One more announcement. Yesterday, I had one of my bright ideas. Um, I've decided that for Lent this year, I'm going to adopt a daily gratitude practice. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but I could do with something to lift, lift my spirits and keep up morale at the moment. So it occurred to me that I might share this project with anyone else who wants to join. Um, my plan is to set up a WhatsApp group where we can share our gratitude, just one per person per day, um, a text-based check-in, so it shouldn't break out into extensive chat. It will just be us offering our gratitudes into the space, not kind of commenting on each other's stuff. A bit like the Nature Carries On WhatsApp group that some of you are familiar with, which was set up by Jenny in the first lockdown in 2020. When things are hard in life, what is good despite everything? What can we still give thanks for? That is a good practice to do every day, I think. So if you like the sound of that and you want to be counted in, email me your mobile number. I'll set up the group and I'll start this coming Wednesday and continue throughout Lent. I think that's everything. We've just got our closing words and our closing music now. So I invite you to select gallery view at this point so we can all get a sense of our gathered community as we bring the service to a close. We walk this earth a brief moment in time. Amid the suffering and pain we each must face and witness let us continue to learn how to celebrate life in this place where we find ourselves. Let us continue to grow in our capacity to love and care for ourselves and each other. And let us continue to move towards the goal of a just world community. May our faith sustain us, our hope inspire us and love surround us as we go our separate ways, knowing that we will gather here again in this beloved community. Amen. Thank you.